like my like i've added to my bucket at least recently i want to have another summer break like i did when i was a kid and like if i could do that one mm. more time then like i think i could die happy because i, I just gotta I, if i could become a become a teacher become an educator and you do <laughs> hey. it all the time <laughs> yeah yeah that might that might just be it i don't know hopefully i don't know Hopefully, the way the country's going, maybe we can start realizing that they need to get paid more, and I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, get paid uh, up to the Jay Bonnie standard. Exactly. Living. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, you ready to get into these little Mavs, bro? Maxi. Maxi Maxi Kleba, low key. Uh, not 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 even low key. Say saving our season. Yeah, I think honestly. Did you have the same uh, feeling? Let it, like that was like okay. We're well, okay. we're okay. Well, a team they could find a way to do it. Like, well, I I mean I tweeted from the company account with like three or four minutes left. We were down nine, and I tweeted from. I was like, no, this is we are this. I mean, and I and I've held this sentiment. Uh. We can just jump right into it. I don't need. I don't need any pre warm up. Yes. Yeah, I tweet. I tweeted we were play in bound, and I've and if I I've expressed that to you and Ben multiple times over the last week. Of course, we've been without Kyrie. We've we've been without Luca for for over a week now. Kyrie's first game back was last night, but this team just looks listless uh, or has. And then Maxi hits that game winner last night, and suddenly, yeah, the tenor the tenor of the season completely switches. On we lose that game, I think we're tied for like the ninth seed. Uh, and now, as it stands, uh, oh, let's see, where are we now? Where are your boys now? And now, now we are tied. We are tied for the sixth seed. Nice. Yeah. So cleared the play in then last night. Yeah. If we lose last night, we are right back into the play in sweepstakes. Yeah. Man, and right, right. And not only that, we're like below five hundred too. With last night's game we're thirty six and thirty five, so like it it even kind of feels like okay, we're on the winning end of things. we I mean, we've still been playing five hundred ball for for a minute now. Like even this last week since well, I guess we didn't do a pod last week, but this last week we went 500. Um, I think, yeah, like the we had to, game. had to had to grow those those fi- under 500 beards for about like three days. Right. Yeah. Three days before. <laughs> yeah, I mean the Spurs game too. That kind of that sort of felt like a similar statement to as as the Lakers game. I mean, it's a little different. Like you said, Kyrie's back. Maxley his like you know finishes the game in a crazy way we've never seen. You know, Maxi left one of the first things he said post game, like, "Oh, I've never had a shot like that. I've never, you know, I've never had a moment like that." So we got that moment there. But the Spurs win that was an important one to me too because that one we didn't have Kyrie or Luca, and they still managed to get it done. Like super ugly win, and you know, Maxi pretty much like threw the game away for us uh, at the end of the Spurs game there, and then redeemed himself. Yeah, he he needed he needed this that that shot. 
after yeah. after the way he ended things in the Spurs game. Exactly, man. And like, I don't know, people were down after the Spurs loss. I, I wasn't super tapped in, but it seemed like generally negative. Um, even though we won, it was an overtime win in a game that we, like, we should have put him away earlier. And the Spurs clearly tanking. Um, I'm pretty sure they had some injuries too. Um, so like, like that was another game too. I felt like, man, okay, our 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 core, our backup, I, I don't know, second unit, you could call it. Um, you know, our role players, they're kind of solidifying. Like, it seemed like like it was okay. Like they, they could win a game, <laughs> right? Like we don't need we don't need some kind of like firepower machine to you know to even to compete in this league i guess um i I think the spurs game taught us that too so i I mean i don't know i guess vibe check wise i'm super optimistic the the the, um you know obviously having a game winner that that'll that'll like boost your high but those these last two wins man they were really fun and like i'm I'm actually sort of um I, i guess sort of coming off of um the panic that i was feeling before despite the fact that like yeah we're still in trouble man like like lucas still got a left quad thing that we uh you know we're hoping he comes back from we we don't really know how bad that is i guess yeah but, yeah vibe check wise I'm, I'm, I'm things are looking up even though even though like you know we're still kind of meandering through the the middle of the standings yeah i i'm gonna take a different tack um i i am Things are looking up, but like you said, we're still playing 500 ball. Um, we beat the Spurs. They're a lottery team. They're a tanking team. Congratulations, but you don't really get too many points for beating a tanking team. You beat the Lakers. The Lakers are not a tanking team. They are a fringe playoff team. Okay, now you got. Now we've got the Grizzlies and you got Golden State. They are also. They are playoff teams. I know, I know the Grizzlies are in flux because of the whole John Morant situation. Golden State hasn't looked great all year, but you're playing them at home. So uh, I, I think we're just we're gonna we're gonna see in these next two games, particularly if Luca comes back, um, if this little upswing is for real. Um, I. Uh, I tend to feel that I, I am just, I, I am so this week, this week in particular has made me so fed up with Jason Kidd that regardless of where the roster goes, I have very little confidence that this team, I guess, I guess here's the question. Like I have been, I have been dogging on them as like, y'all are playing like you want to, you want to be a play in team. The last two games, I mean, and they've jumped back up into the sixth seed. Do you feel, do you feel one, do you feel confident that they're going to make like the six or the seven seed outright or like the, I guess the five or the six seed outright and completely miss the play in? Are, are they going to avoid the play in, in your mind, Jay? Yeah, I think we will. I think we will. Um, it just barely. But yeah, like looking where the standings are now, I don't see any of these lower teams like really pushing past us, you know? So like right below us, we got the Warriors and the Timberwolves. 
Timberwolves are like, you know, they made a bunch of they made a bunch of moves. Um, you know, like not not exactly not not really killing it lately. Um, you know, like offense questionable. I, I don't think that they're a, a serious serious threat to take take us we're up ahead of them by two games now. Um, you know, I mean, same with the Lakers. Like they're not gonna have LeBron for a minute. AD, you know, he, he's he's doing his thing. Him and D'Angelo Russell, like like I, I see them making more noise recently, and like still, like you said, fringe playoff team somehow like i feel like we like everybody just hates on the lakers all the time but somehow they're still in the picture but, but them being in there they don't seem like a team that if we had all of our guys last night and i don't know i mean d'angelo russell was completely non-existent but give d'angelo russell a normal game and give us luca i think that we're like i think that we beat them and i, I think that our team kind of outlasts them especially if luca comes back uh, I think we, I think we remain the sixth seed, honestly, because um, the Clippers look scary. <laughs> um, Russell Westbrook and them are kind of getting it together now. Like they sort of had a drop off, but you know, like they seem to be doing pretty, pretty okay. Four game winning streak, like, like you see here. So I mean, I, I think we clear the play in. I think we clear the play in. Okay. We haven't had Luca this whole last week, and um, if we have a healthy okay. Luca for the last couple ones. I think we, I think we, I think we could 11 play. games left in the season. We're going to make the, we're going to, we're going to clear the play in, stay out of that, that morass. Now, first round, and let's ignore matchups for a second. Can this team win a first round playoff series? Can this team win four out of seven? I think we can. I think we can. I think we can. Like it feels like last. It feels like last year, where towards the end of the season, second half of the season, the shots started falling down. Like now we we had two rough losses to the Grizzlies, where we weren't really shooting it that well. But last two games, we've been sniping it. Reggie's been sniping. Reggie's been sniping. Like Timmy's look good. So the role players kind of getting their shot together makes me feel like okay, maybe we could. We could string together a surprise like we did before. We could have some like high scoring games. Defense has looked up in the last few games too. I think very quietly. Um, if we're able to contain a star for, a, you know, here and there, while we steal a few games, I could I could see us winning a playoff series against against you know we're ignoring matchups, but like yeah, like these guys ahead of us who we've already competed with, the Clippers, the Suns, the Grizzlies, like. Yeah, yeah. I I would put money on the maps. I would put money on the maps in the series. Okay. What do you what are you thinking? Uh the only the only matchup I really like is the Grizzlies. Um I mean, and we've we've talked about wanting to kind of knock them off their pedestal for a while. I don't I don't like a matchup against the Nuggets. And of course, Nuggets, we would probably have to end up in the play-in to to meet the Nuggets in the first round. Um, the Kings are unproven, but the Kings scare me a lot. Uh, that offense uh, is, is impressive. And the Kings have, in the Luka era, the Kings have always played us tough. I do not need a Harrison Barnes revenge series uh, on my <laughs> on my mind. Yeah. Um, Suns Clippers. I don't like it, but it offers a fun 
revenge opportunity, particularly against the Clippers. Um, and also the Suns, we we get the opportunity to potentially put them in their place. Does here's here's a here's a follow-up question for you. Cause I think when we started the season, you know, we were coming off Western Conference Finals run. We're trying to beat, we are currently trying to beat the Atlanta Hawks allegations. Uh, was that a fluke? Can we get back to the Western Conference Finals? I right now, and of course we've been without Lucas, so like I am in a dour mood. But right now, I do. This team does not look like a Western Western Conference Finals run. They it does not feel that way. I know we're riding the high of last night's buzzer beater win, but we are. I mean, we are a maxi miss and a maxi make away. Like we are riding a razor thin margin here for either like, oh, this is this team's a contender versus oh, this team is trash and might slip into the plan. So bearing all that in mind, say you only get one playoff series win to try to salvage this season. What Jay for you? If you were like, I want to get a win over one of these teams above us in the playoffs, we win one series and then that's it. Which one is going to salvage this season the most? Is it a revenge series against the Clippers where we knock them out finally? Is it is it a rematch against the Suns where we knock them out again and we, fir- we firmly establish Devin Booker is Lucas' son, like, He's never he's never moving out of his shadow, or is it the Grizzlies and we get to knock them off and you know knock them down a peg, or or is it somebody else like who? If you could pick one team and say, because because that's 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 how I I am kind of diagnosing this postseason is I I do not see the Mavericks winning multiple series. I, I, I'm with I'm with a lot of MFFLs in that. I think we can steal a first-round series. Uh, I, I honestly didn't think we were going to win a first-round series last year. So maybe I, I'm 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 leaning into the negative. I'm I'm trying to neg the Mavericks into contention. Uh, you guys can all you know jack them up. I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep negging them until we win an NBA Finals. Um, but who who do you want? As like, hey, let's put this notch in our belt. You know, it wasn't a great season, but you know what we did do? Like, who who are you choosing from that lineup? I want to say, I want to say the Suns as as mm-hmm. a, my my NFL mm-hmm. says Suns just because like they got Durant now, so beating them with Durant, yeah. and Booker, and, and with with the with you know with the team that we have now. That would we be, might that might send Chris Paul into retirement. Honestly, it probably would, bro. Like, and, and at that point, you gotta most fans gotta be looking at Chris Paul like, dude, like <laughs> y'all messed this up. <laughs> like, I mean, Kevin now now KD's gotta save. You know, now KD's gotta be the veteran to save the Suns. And um, you know, that would be huge, like fan base wise, rivalry wise. Um, though. The smart choice, I guess, like like the, my basketball IQ hat says, the Sacramento Kings versus the Suns. Mm. The Suns, good narrative thing, but the Kings are like, I'm looking at the standings now. Like they're the only team that's, well, they're one of the few teams that's super uh, 
consistent home and away. So you I mean you have the you have the Nuggets who who win at home and then away they're kind of like ah okay we gotta take this one off. Grizzlies who have like you know Jaron Jackson Jr. You know, we had him and the refs beat the case earlier this season, but like they they've been exposed in in a few different ways that like yeah yeah this is interesting know. the Kings the Kings are the only team with a winning record home and away the Nuggets yeah, are five hundred away everybody else in the West has a losing record in away games. The Clippers are also 500 in away games. That's interesting. I haven't, Nick Wright has kind of gotten me onto the, onto the whole home versus away splits. Talk mostly talking, dogging on the Warriors. Um, Cause they have a terrible away record, which like, honestly is the only thing that gives me hope that the Mavericks are going to beat them when they come to Dallas. Yeah. Uh, which it would be a very Mavericks thing for them to drop that game to Golden State. Because uh, all all indications are, oh my gosh, Luka might return. We're playing them at home. Yeah. Uh, honestly, maybe make that prop bet later today. <laughs> the Mavericks are I'm taking the Warriors in the money line yeah. uh, in, in the That's Mavericks fair. game. <laughs> um, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would like to, I don't know, like, the, the hater in me would also like to topple the Nuggets, though, just because this whole no. MVP thing is, like, this MVP conversation, especially where it's gone lately, is like, wow, dude, I hate where the MVP debate has gone this whole season, because... Are you talking the Kendrick about, Perkinsness of it? The, the, or... I'm talking about the Kendrick Perkins of it, um, which, I don't know, I think, I think JJ and Kendrick Perkins have both have points, like... I don't, I don't know. It's just a, it's a weird thing. Cause, cause yeah, bro. Like, why, why are we giving Jokic all these points? Like, why, why, why is Jokic the clear? Why is he so far ahead for so long? Just based off of, off of again winning at home. Like, you know, kind of a questionable consistency team. And okay, like their team's winning, but, but he's not flashy on a court. He's not like putting up stupid points. Um, like he was last year. Like I, I think his points are down from last year. Yeah, his rebounds are down Jokic, from last year. He's basically Jokic just passing would the be, ball better. Jokic would be. I think. I think a lot of people have pointed out that he would be one of the lowest scoring MVP candidates relative to the field. Um, and again, the the last time that that happened was Steve Nash, um, who was a much maligned, sometimes fairly, sometimes unfairly MVP winner um how did he win like no like i'm any fans listening how did how did steve nash get his second mvp like like you know i, I there is a and we've sort of touched on this before because like y'all know y'all know how i am about james harden versus and y'all yeah. know how much the Giannis beating james harden out for mvp hurts my soul because you know be, now we you know we're in the nba now where steve nash has more mvps than kobe which is like it's almost offensive, bro. It's almost like, like, okay, yeah, yeah that makes sense. And then, and when you I, look at, and you look at that season, it's like, you you cannot if you weren't there, which I was like ten, not even. So like, I can't yeah. really put myself back there. I remember the scandal going on, and being super confused about everything about basketball, really. But you know, um, yeah, there's certain things. It's like, okay, do, should we? Is this what MVP is? Is this what MVP is? And so I. Really, I want to I want to topple the Giants. Like I want to beat the Nuggets round one. I think that would be my number one, number one, number one. But 
like like you know thinking cap the kings are the are the real they're the real like curiosity in this western conference now if i if i'm looking for a moral victory um then i think then i think i want the suns um yeah if i if i'm looking back on this and i'm like okay the mavericks really didn't do anything of note this season it was supposed to be Luca's MVP season. That didn't happen. It was supposed to be, you know, contention season. Didn't happen. But I get to hang my hat on one playoff win. I think it. I think it's the Suns. Honestly, beating the Grizzlies, beating the Suns, or beating the Clippers in the first round would be great for Luca's legacy for this team moving forward. It's like, it's it's one step back. And it's two steps back, maybe one step forward a little bit from where we were last year. Um, to get into the MVP discussion, though, I I see I see both sides of it because um, I do think that Jokic has. I mean, statistic like on the counting stats, he is not as impressive as Embiid or in some cases Luca or some some other candidates or Giannis, but I do think he impacts the game in a positive way in a lot of ways that other MVP candidates don't. Um, like it's, I think it's impressive to me that he's able to lead a team to the number one, I mean, one of the best records, the best record in the West without having to score 35 points a game. Um, now you can chalk that up to has, he has a pretty good supporting cast. He's got Jamal Murray back. Um, but I also see the critique of like, of you know he's he's he is not having as good or as impressive of a season defensively or offensively as say, uh, people people quote the eye test, which which I think is a is a kind of BS way of saying like oh this person is really like this player is really physically and athletically gifted and impressive, and we're gonna dog on somebody like Jokic because he doesn't fit the prototypical like. You know, he's not yamming on guys. He's not hitting a lot of step back three. Like, he's not doing the... And honestly, people are probably... In a few years, people will be dogging on Luca the same way. We've seen a little bit of it of like, mm, like, no, he's a little tubby. He's a little flabby. He doesn't dunk. He doesn't, you know, do all of the physical things that Pat need Dunn to... Saying he's not good. He's just, he's just like too round. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, so we've already seen it, and I and I hate to see that. And part of me wants I defend Jokic because I see a lot of the same critiques that were thrown at Dirk, thrown at him, and I don't. And I'm and I'm not I'm not going to entertain any of the bad faith arguments that like got flung at Dirk the same way that they're getting flung at at Jokic. So I, I think that makes me a little bit of a Jokic defender sometimes. Um, all that to say though. I think part of the problem with the MVP as it's currently constructed and put, and I think I, it's not a perfect solution with any, with any of these awards, it's like, it's an all or nothing, nothing thing. Like you either win it or you lose it. Like you're either the MVP or you're not. And there's not really, there's no, um, like we just like, I mean, you mentioned earlier, like Steve Nash has more MVPs than Kobe Bryant. We know that that's wrong. We know, but like history of the game and impact of the game, Kobe Bryant 
is better all time than Steve Nash. So like there in what world is Steve Nash a two time MVP winner, whereas Kobe is is one. Um, that feels wrong in the same sense that like LeBron, honestly, I think does he have four currently. I think so. Yeah. An argument could be made that he should have closer to like six or seven. Um, this, I mean, and James Harden also could have two. Uh, I think similar to how we have first team, second team, third team, all NBA. I think we also need to have something that acknowledges where you finish more publicly and more prominently where you finished in MVP voting. I mean, and I know like nobody's like, Hey, I got second in MVP voting like three years in a row. Like, like that, that feels very weak sauce uh, type of awards. But I do think there needs to be more of an effort to include that and kind of factor that into players' legacies. Because it is going to be, it it does feel shitty when, if, say, if, say, say Jokic wins his third in a row, Jokic is going to have three MVPs to Embiid's zero. Is, does that mean Jokic is three times better than Joel Embiid? No, absolutely not. Like, and unless we find a way to acknowledge, to celebrate the players that are just as good or like just a hair, you know, in certain seasons, um, I think I think that's what it comes down to is, is a lot of people, when we talked about this last year, was like Joel Embiid, you know, at any point – could you know could have an have an injury something could happen you know the tide in philadelphia could turn and suddenly they're not a perennial like playoff team like it feels every season feels like this might be joel Embiid's last shot i know he's just 27 but it feels like this might be the last chance to give him an mvp because he's having an mvp caliber season and so every time Jokic gets chosen over Embiid it feels like it feels like you're taking something away from Embiid or like permanently you're permanently altering his legacy as as one of the better players of this generation so we've got to we've got to develop some way to acknowledge like yes you did not win MVP but for you know I mean I, I mean I think when we talk about guys you were a top five MVP vote getter for like six years in a row. That's that ought to be included more in the conversation when we're talking about when, when it comes down to like, who's the best of a generation, like who's like, we talk about all NBA second team, all NBA. I feel like there's room to have a discussion about, you know, you were top two in MVP voting. I mean, I'm sure LeBron for well over a decade was top five in MVP voting every single year, even though he only has four actual wins. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough, I I don't have a vote. I'm kind of glad I don't. Um, <laughs> I uh, wish I had a vote, man. And I, I think you said it really well. And I, I think kind of what you're describing, like like the, the, uh, the mystification of it, the uh, like, okay, well, like, well, they won last year, but like, ah, but what does this mean? The mystification, I think that's really what Kendrick Perkins, I think like, I think that's what the frustration is, is, is the, is the, the mystification and, and like, and mystification, 
if you want to like really get into it that's a thing that's like a i don't i don't want to call it a psychological thing but it, it's like a psychological trick that goes around in like hierarchies of any kind not just who's going to win the award for the sport and um so i mean like it, it it's kind of pushing back against like a lack of clarity on on a on a thing like like that that's sort of where i felt like that was coming from because there is like a yeah that that's something that the league needs to work on and i worry i literally worry about where the league is going to be if we have yeah Jokic gets three mvps but he's you know, he gets bounced round one and um yeah and you know never well, never quite never quite looks never quite <laughs> yeah you know makes that step into like superstardom dominating world destroyer yet he has three mvps that's going to be harmful to the game yeah um, so right I, now right now as it stands Jokic sits in the same stratosphere as Giannis, steph steve nash tim duncan carl malone and bob pettit those are the other players that have two mvps if he wins a third and also we're we're forgetting third consecutive is 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 a big thing too if he wins a third, he joins Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and Moses Malone. So if he, yeah, if he, I, yeah, I pray for this man. If he wins a third, I pray he makes it to the NBA Finals. Yeah. Because if, because if he, be because if he doesn't, it's gonna, it's blood in the water. It's, it's the exact same situation with like Dirk and his MVP in 2007, 2006, 2007. Like, if he gets bounced in the first or second round, or even even if they make a Western Conference Finals and they lose, there's still going to be people dogging them. Because, like, you were the number one overall seed. You were the MVP. That should be NBA Finals guaranteed. And I, th I think that's the struggle for folks, is that if you give him a third, are you saying he is just, he is as good or as important to the game as Magic Johnson or Larry Bird? And that feels wrong to people, especially when, like, he hasn't made a single NBA Finals. Uh, MVP is a regular season award, but people are nevertheless going to compare. If you put him in the conversation with those two guys, people are going to immediately compare him, and they're going to find him lacking. Um, yeah. I mean, and honestly, like, I, I love Steve Nash. I'm a Steve Nash defender. His name looks weird, Next to Tim Duncan, Steph Curry, Giannis, uh, it looks weird. He robbed Kobe, bro. He like in in anybody. I don't know what the. It, it was a long time ago, man. Like time is flying by. I don't know what the discussion was back then. Probably a lot like what is going on today. Like okay, well, and honestly, he's making assists, but he's fast. But he's but he's this. But I know you. I know like you know, like, it's not what it's not what we turn the game on for. But he's doing that. You know, like I, 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 you know, we gotta, we gotta. It, it's uh, yeah, we're in danger of, of, of it looking kind of weird. I, sort of on, on um, sort of, sort of on topic, but kind of pivoting. The the Naismith College Player of the Year award. I'm looking at this now, um, because last night Purdue. I don't know if you college basketball, not NBA. I don't know if you're checking this out. Um, Purdue they lost to the 16 seed Fairly Ooh, Dickinson, yep. I think. Yeah. Um, and. They have a guy that's like seven three, seven four. They have a guy whose huge name is Zach Eady, and who is like, like he's like 
consensus player of the year. Purdue does, not not the, not not the 16 seed. Um, and if if it would have been crazy, bro, because if this was an NBA, he would have won MVP, and then Purdue would have been bounced round one. After I, I, it's been four years, this is a team Purdue. This is a team that, that has not made a Sweet 16. I don't think they made a they they might have made a Sweet 16, but they haven't made an Elite Eight. They haven't made a Final Four. But they're but they're always in the conversation. They're always the paper tiger, just like the Nuggets are, you know. And and but the way the the way the college basketball does their MVP award, it's gonna ha- it's gonna come down to like basically now the the way the bracket is, there's sort of other players now that have a chance to get that award because because Edie's team like you know that they didn't they they lost and they yeah. lost a shocking game to a bad 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 team. So like, I don't know. Like, you're watching an NCAA dodge do you, a bullet so at the same want, time. You're watching yeah. the NBA make 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 the mistake. <laughs> you so you would you would more. prefer that they include include the postseason in MVP voting? Yeah, I think that's what you got to do. I think that's when the playoffs are as important as they are now. You kind of have to. I, I would I would like to see them maybe emphasize the All NBA as a regular season thing or I don't know, like there's gotta be a way to, to having the all NBA and having the MVP. That's enough shine to go around. And also we have the all-star weekend, which is also being completely like, like that's another place for people to shine that we're kind of like, we've brushed that to the side and in, in, in favor of no guys should rest because the playoffs are so important. So I mean, if we're if we're if we're treating a regular season like this, if we're treating an All Star game, which is meant to celebrate the players, yeah, if we're treating is... that like it don't mean anything, then like we should probably like yeah. implement something else and 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 make the playoffs, you know, contribute more to the overall yeah shine of it, the overall the accolades. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, I so to to answer. Part I think going back through history, you know the Steve the Steve Nash of it all comes up with this MVP discussion. Um, the Steve Nash of it all is a is an argument of team record because in the two years that he won MVP, the Suns were the number one overall seed and they were yeah. second in the West. Oh. Compared to Kobe, was very much very similar to kind of the Russell Westbrook. OKC MVP where Kobe was the seventh or the eighth seed. The Lakers were like were a middling team with a dominant player like Kobe on the roster. So it's it I mean that honestly, like the whole like, oh, is it is it more about like per individual performance or is it about your team performance? Like, are you the most valuable player on your team? Or are you the best player on like the best team? that I think that's where we get into that yeah. that split and and it honestly it's it's going to benefit Jokic this year cuz Denver is going to be the number 1 overall seed in in the west uh you know it definitely yeah. it definitely factors in um True. I'm glad you brought that, that context and I forgot that uh, yeah like that is good context yeah it was it was definitely like and also it needs to be pointed out that like the Suns, we also I think Steve Nash gets graded on a curve because the Suns were trash before he showed up. The Suns were 
or not a playoff team. So you added Steve Nash and he was like the straw that stirs the drink. Suddenly, suddenly that whole team clicks and is a, and is a, and is one of the best teams in the NBA for the, for those seasons that he's, that he's there. So, um, I mean, and it, honestly, I mean, that's the only reason that <laughs> for those like two weeks last year, a couple of years ago, when people were like, uh, should Chris Paul be considered in the MVP discussion? Cause like the Suns were asked before and now, and now they're not. Um, that kind of is what happened wholesale with, with Steve Nash, yeah, yeah. but his counting stats and his, his statistically, it was a little, a lot more impressive than what Chris Paul has done with the Suns. Um, I think this was a year after. I think this was the season after Kobe's scandal happened too, so I don't. I mean, yeah, you're also yeah, you're also dealing with yeah, that, yeah, might be something that could have affected voters. I don't know. It's well, and it's also a, a we get into this a lot of like, and it's and it's honestly probably what dings James Harden a little bit is is scoring is really impressive until. Uh, until un, as I mean, and I grew up with this feeling, and I still have this feeling sometimes about Kobe, of like, yeah, he can score a lot, but like, is that helping his team win? It comes across as like, yeah, he's scoring a lot, but he's a ball hog. He's scoring a lot, but and you see it crop up with Luca a little bit. Yeah, he's a ball don. Like everything has to run through him. Like nobody else can eat while he's while he's on the court. Um, and so you end up with these gaudy points per game numbers and everything uh you end up with scoring titles but there's a there's a thread running through a lot of nba discourse of like yeah but is it helping your team win like is your team winning while you're scoring you know 40 That's points a, a night point. i would argue um, we haven't seen since the kobe era we probably haven't seen like such ball dominant like kobe would have like 40 points and in, in like three assists two assists yeah, he'd have games where he went off and he'd have one assist. I don't think we get that from Luca. Like, I, I, like Luca feels ball dominant, but he'll have eight, nine, ten assists. You know, but but well, and that's the thing is now in the modern NBA, like the guy who's scoring and like like the closest equivalent maybe is Jason Tatum because he's a wing. He's not he's not bringing the ball up the court every single play. But James Harden, Luka Doncic, Steph Curry, like they are facilitating the offense. They're running the offense. They're bringing the ball up the court. And so by their very nature, they're going to be racking up a ton of assists. Um, But yeah, you're right. We haven't seen, I mean, maybe Kevin Durant uh, is is the last true example of like, this man is such an offensive juggernaut uh like can score at will that we we have to award them an mvp based i mean and dirk in a lot of ways like falls into that category of like yeah we ran the offense primarily through him he was the primary he was the number one option on a really efficient offense but he's not he's not racking up eight or nine assists anymore nobody yeah um so yeah we ought to we ought to save a discussion for because we've seen, there's been a lot remarked on the statistical explosion we've seen this season. I think we've had multiple 60-point game. I mean, Luca had a 60-point game. 
Donovan Mitchell had a 70 point game. Yeah. I think Dame has had a 60 point. Like, I mean, people, Same guys are going, point, are yeah. going nuts. And uh, I, I think we can table, we can table this for a future conversation, but I am, I am leaning towards the NBA has reached a talent level where we honestly need to consider expansion to, to kind of reset um, not necessarily lower the talent level, but just spread the talent around a little bit more because guy like guys are so skilled teams are so like offensively are so good that like we are running the risk of like ruining. I mean, we've already ruined like people's brains for like what they consider great and what they consider ass, but like the, like just a 32 point per game season or like averaging 30 points per game in a season is like, is good enough to get you maybe in the top five for scoring for scoring title. Like that's, that's unheard of and is nuts. And it's going to ruin people's minds for like their context for like, what is an impressive scoring season? If everybody's putting up 35 points a game, like we, we run the risk of just, uh, yeah of 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 ruining people's context for like what quant qualifies as like an impressive um statistical season yeah um but anyways um well mavericks have got uh grizzlies on monday golden state on wednesday and then hopefully if uh some easy games against the hornets um we'll be back uh, with more any anything else on the Mavs or on the MVP race, Jay? No, no, I'm looking forward to the Grizz game, man. Oh, man. I would love to win against the Grizzlies. That would we need be a win. Huge. We need a road yeah, win. Like, God, those losing those last two losses to the Grizzlies were like, God, just I don't know. Just felt like our team sucks <laughs> watching yeah. those games. So hopefully we could show up against the Grizzlies. That would that would man, that would give me that would give me a high, man, because this has been a decent decent team going into the weekend. You know, two wins. Let's get that three yeah. in a row. Yeah, don't call it a win streak, not yet. Uh, we will be back next Saturday uh, for more Mavs breakdown and maybe some more on the MVP discussion. Um, hopefully, we can talk about Luca's return. Uh, you guys can follow us, uh, like and subscribe on Spotify, give us a rating, but you can also follow us on Instagram at Buckets and Beyond, or you can follow us on Twitter at Buckets Beyond, just Buckets Beyond. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, hang in there. It's a home stretch, 11 games to go. Um, and we are out of here. <laughs>